Warning, this program contains strong themes meant for a mature audience. Discretion is advised. Going live in five, four. What does live mean? Uh. Welcome to the Rambling Podcast. I am your host, Jack. And I am your host, Christina. And this is a show where we ground humanity's most absurd and baffling ideas. That's my best impression of Jerry Seinfeld. That was the most impressive and baffling, not even impressive, mm. baffling ideas. What's the deal with airline food? That's what he sounds like to me. What's the deal? What's the deal with airline food? I don't think it sounds like him, but that's definitely something he would say. Bare minimum, it's his cadence, even if it's not like his voice, right? He has like that weird drag. Oh my god. He has that Maybe. thing going on. Even if I don't sound like him, his cadence is there. <laughs> his ca- the substance of what makes up his cadence. Yes. His cadence. So listen to me, bruh. I'm listening. We've been uh, deep diving into shit. Look, mm-hmm. a couple of episodes ago, we stumbled upon the sun gods, and that was some crazy nonsense about people making a scientific group together with people from the Shadow Realm and some Naga and some Egyptians, and it was weird. It was very weird, yeah. And we were like, wow, people working with the Shadow Realm? But we, we got there by chasing the Naga through Oros. And then I was like, how do I do I know the Mayans are connected somehow because they always usually show up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It seems the Mayans and the Egyptians are the two most connected groups among all the people. And they're across the world from each other. And so I was like, we got to look and follow this path right back to the Mayans next time, which we did. And what yes. did we stumble upon? The moon gods? I don't remember. No, that's from the Earth? Shadow Realm. That's our. That's what we're calling the <laughs> people in the Shadow Realm for the moon. Earth? I don't remember. The Earth gods, yeah. Earth gods, okay. Which are essentially a bunch of botanists trying to make life out of plants and stuff, which was interesting and weird, but the it was consistent. There was a bunch of Earth Realm people, a bunch of Shadow Realm people, and Naga, again, working together. Working together. Yes. And then one really weird part about that was a confusing tidbit at the very end where there's just some stuff that says oh yeah oh yeah there's what? research in the shadow realm yeah there's Something research like in, not research in the shadow realm we don't know that for a fact they brought somebody gave them yeah i guess there's research in the shadow realm it's portal research the portal research came from the shadow realm yeah that's what that was yes but then alternatively the sea people made a portal for the Mayans. And that was weird. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I know a lot of the time it seems like it's very disconnected because I, I have the imagery and I never bring it in because I just pull out the data and the information, extract that and kind of keep moving forward from that point. But I, I felt it was necessary maybe for you to look at the actual imagery that connects a lot of this stuff. So... I just put them all together because I found the location that was all putting it. And it's like, this is how intensely similar these two cultures are. Looking at the same things, the same visuals, the same structures. And they claim that they were given all the specs by the sea people. Mm-hmm. So their civilizations Weird. were developed mm-hmm. by the, 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 the blueprints that the sea people provided. Here's the entrance of some temples. Is the choice of the entrance importance in Doesn't, some way? No, it's just architecture provided by the sea people. Okay. From two people, one all the way in Mexico and the other one in Egypt. Very far apart. Yes. More structural really similarities. Structural similarities. It, mm-hmm. It's going to get way weirder. What is this? Here you got this little T-shape that matters. And then the little curvy uppy thingy. And here you got the T-shape with the little curvy uppy thingy. The difference is the Mayans had a lot of... Uh, uh, sculptures as opposed to the Egyptians that had a lot of hieroglyphs. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? What can you guess about what the image is? Or... Well, uh, uh, over time, we have enough references that we can pull stories out of them. And when you mm-hmm. compare notes, a lot of it is identical. But these are mainly, the we're talking architecture and art. Yes. How identical they are. Because if I showed you text, they look very different. There's no point. Mm-hmm. What they're saying is the same, but then we got to deep dive into that. 
So it's irrelevant to show you images of those unless you could read them both in their <laughs> native tongues. <laughs> but this is just consistently... Like, this is a weird one, the two lions facing away from each other. Now, we know lions aren't even for the Egyptians or the Mayans. It's what the sea people worship. Yeah. Okay, I remember that. Ah, yeah. yeah. And where the sea people are, we see these very detailed sculptures of lions. So here are two lions, in some cases connected by this kind of cross symbol. Yes, a circle. And then you have the lions again connected. But there's no cross symbol. There's no cross on the But side, they're right? still connected and facing connected. away from each other more yeah. or less the same way with a kind of barrier division in the middle. Mm-hmm. It's going to get weirder and weirder. It's exactly the same image as before. <sighs> that's Egyptian. And that's what? It's weird, right? Okay, that was, that's weird. His faces. <laughs> do you know what, who? Well, uh, it reminds me of Buddha, but interesting enough, the Mayan version of this... It's scary? Well, it's ancient <laughs> as fuck. Yeah. It looks significantly more ancient. Yeah. And what's interesting about it is, are they? who are they depicting? If they are both showing us an individual that looks the same, is this what the sea people look like? Huh. You see that? I found that interesting. This is the most vivid version of like a human face yeah. that they both have going on. It has the features of human face. Is that what the sea people look like? And our current day cultures mm. that came from the Persians and that came from the Mayans mm-hmm. based on the sea people is like those red dots, the, you know, the tribal look. Was it adopted because they were following these people who were like gods to them? Mm. What are we looking at there? What's that? We're looking at the dot on the forehead of a face. Mm. The dot on the forehead of a face. Just weird that this was a consistency through both of them. Dot on the forehead. The dot on the forehead. This got weird because I've seen both of these and I never connected the fact that they're it's a take on the same thing. It is. I have no idea what the first one is. I've never seen the Mexican. It's, like a, it's like a human animal type of thing. Mm-hmm. So, is it as big? I don't. I have no idea what the scale is. I know oh. the Sphinx is pretty large, but this is another real particular interesting kind of too exact thing going on. What exactly? We got what's essentially a snake with two hands that the snake is laying on, and they're kind of creating the same shape. Oh, those those are the snake. It's the coiled body of something. Oh, and it's weird that the structure is exactly the same—one Egyptian and the other Mayan. What weird? Yes, such identical stuff going on. Mm -hmm. Either they saw symbols or something. Very weird. Again, here we got the guy trapped in the thing with the two people. What's happening? Portal? That looks, yes, portal. Are they sending somebody somewhere? Yes. What's happening? That's so, that's a portal. No, I don't know. But it's so similar. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Whoa. Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What is happening there? What ritual is taking place here? We have a man standing over... Another person? Another person. Hmm. Crowning them or about to bash them in the head or something. And the hat the guy has is the same? Why? Why is that the case here? That's the weirdest part. You just got people dress identical? (laughs) Across the earth from each other? That is weird. Very odd. (laughs) Very strange. These are less related. It's just interesting how they structured these the same when they don't normally write this way. The Egyptians do, but the Mayans don't. Yet the Mayans still had laid out in a similar fashion these little cube structure things the same way that the Egyptians would normally lay out their yeah. hieroglyphs. Also, the Eye of Ra is that eyeball there, which is the snake, the serpent. Oh, it's the serpent's eye? Yeah. Wadjet okay. is the mm-hmm. Eye of Ra. What the fuck is happening here? How is this hallway identical? I don't know. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> None of this makes sense. All of these things, the structure of their ancients were identical. Well, 
the layout to the pyramids were identical. Hmm. Hmm. Here we have even more. This is what's this is the most interesting one. This is actually the last slide here. The seven points. What do you mean? Oh, okay. There's seven dots. There's seven dots. These three creatures in India, Russia, and Mexico have the seven heads happening. Yeah, like seven snake heads or something. Yeah. But then you go into the structural version of them, and you have, again, India that happens to have the three dots. Egypt has the three dots. And the Iranians and the uh, Iraqis, basically the other Persians, also had those dots. Okay. And which was the first three? It was India, Russia, and Mexico. So we have India connecting in two different points, having both variants. Which then connects to Mexico. So we have the Middle East down here, and we have the South America, and then the Northeast. Weird. Just everybody having the same visuals. Interesting enough, I've never seen the mention of Russia in any of this, and this is quite fascinating because why? You gotta look through their ancient history. (laughs) Yeah. Like, gotta go way back. It's it's interesting, right? It's the yeah. weirdest thing. Huh. But I wonder what's the difference. Because why wouldn't they all choose the body version? Like in I guess No, these... it's just different representations. Yeah. They wouldn't have the same art, but they're depicting the same things in their individual art. Mm. That's what's fascinating. Yeah. Well you haven't come across anything that that could be representing. No. I have no idea what the seven-headed whatever or the seven points are, but they seem to be represented across both. Unless this is just another version of... I forgot what those creatures are called. The djinn? You think these are djinn? No, the snake people. Oh, crap. I mean, we do have one of them as literally a Medusa-esque kind of thing going on. Yeah. So these could definitely be the naga no yeah we know they come in different forms and stuff they don't look the same from the ones we've seen in the past so what i do find the most interesting really really is this center shadow looking version from russia that gives me shadow creature vibes shadow creature huh so it might not be a naga well no the other two give me naga feels for real yeah and then down here when we look at just the dots themselves it's very different. It doesn't give me the vibe of either. This representative of something. That makes me feel like it's even more shadow people related. <laughs> the abstract, obscure nature yeah. of it, right? Yeah. The hidden, we must, unless this is somehow representing something from the sea people who are even more hidden than yes. the things in the shadow realm. Or we do have that one random story of the snake who would wasn't happy where he was at, so he popped up somewhere else. And became the god. Yeah, like, this could be just one of those stories, one of those creatures deciding, I'm not just gonna... No, because these are inside of other civilizations that were respected, like, Egypt had its leader who was not. So it doesn't apply, Mm -hmm. that logic doesn't hold. That's true. Mm -hmm. Now, interesting, right? I I don't normally show you the imagery that I stumble upon while doing this research. Mm Mm-hmm. But it is interesting. But it's interesting and it's there. There's a lot of connection. I like that I found this sort of like a lot connected. All in one shot so I don't have to like fish them individually. So I was trying to find out because we've gotten mentions of shadow people hanging out with the mines and shadow people hanging out with the Egyptians and so we know that people came from the shadow realm and we had People who weren't from the Shadow Realm abandon Earth Realm and head to the Shadow Realm. Abraxas, particularly. Yeah. So I went on a deep dive to find out whatever I could. And it took me way further back than I thought it would. But where we've been before somehow. Oops. It seems like the Shadow Realm had significantly more connections to us the further back we go. What do you mean? Like the further back, back we go in time, the more access we casually had, the more forward in time we go, the more sealed up it seems to get. Okay. As opposed to us starting to build a way there now, we shut it and are rediscovering a way it seems to be. So following this trail, I 
went back to the Persians, weirdly enough, it took me. Okay. The Persians are kind of where it all began, the Sea People, Mm -hmm. who exists in the neck of the Persian Gulf, also known as the Persian Gulf Oasis. So you found out more about them before they separated? Well, not necessarily. Mm. More going backwards when they were still called the Sumerians. Oh. So, we have to unpack the Sumerians to come up with some kind of baffling details that I didn't know about before, but it's because we began where the sea people were. Mm-hmm. Because unicorns took us to the sea people, so we made that our starting point instead of going back and seeing, like, okay, what else is there? Where did they come from before they left? Okay. What? So, the Persians, back when they were known as the Sumerians. Let us begin. There was a man named Shamash. Okay. He was a Sumerian. We're not going to keep calling them Sumerians. I'm going to just call them Persians for the sake of us understanding who we're talking about. But all the Sumerians are Persians. So, a Persian judge, a Persian judge known to shortcut through the underworld to reach his place of work. I read that and I'm like, what the fuck? Some dude's just casually coming in and out? That's just a normal thing in his life. Normal thing in his life. So, Shemesh became well known by the jinn and was employed in being a judge for the region of the Shadow Realm in which he'd venture. This is just some okay, Sumerian so he's not story. A Persian. I mean, he is. Per- he's not a judge in the. No, he is. Wor- human world. No, he, he is? is. He was just cutting path through the Shadow Realm. He somehow just found a way to get in. But he and was out. judging them too? What, what he was using a shortcut yes. through the Shadow Realm yes. to get to work. Okay. His work wasn't in the Shadow Realm. Oh, okay. Shortcut means you're cutting through there. No, but it sounded like you also said something about... Well, he was became familiar with the jinn and was then employed by them to be a judge there, too. That's exactly what I said. So he was me, He was a judge no, there. No, he specifically said he wasn't a judge in... Oh, yes. No, he's a judge in but both. The, but okay, he yes, he's a, a judge. He began as a judge in Earthrealm is the important detail here. Okay. And then he shortcut it so frequently that he became familiar with the jinn in the paths he was kind of taking. Mm-hmm. That he became familiar with what he does, and they're like, wait, your job is to judge people and give a verdict of sorts. Do that for us. It's weird, but okay. Very strange. He told his sister, Inanna, of this path he'd found and the people he'd met traveling through through it, and of his this peculiar tree he found. A weird tree he found in this forest, because he was cutting through a forest. Mm-hmm. Inanna asked to see it personally, and one day on his way to work, she accompanied him through the path right to the tree. Uh-huh. She took a, fruit? a bite okay. of the tree's fruit what's gonna happen and was suddenly filled with an immense rush of knowledge unknown to those in the overworld (gasps) it was just there it It was was just just there there. whoa why was it just there and did he end up doing the same there was no mention of that she took a bite of the fruit Uh in the shadow realm she just found a tree. Well, he found the tree in the Shadow Realm, brought his sister. She bit a fruit in the Shadow Realm and then just knowledge. Whoa. So that's just a normal tree. There's nothing special about that tree. It was just a tree. I mean, in over there, like, it's very special to us. But, like, it's just a tree over there. There was nothing protecting it. There was no nada. It was just, she just picked the fruit from it. Now... Going backwards gets way weirder than us moving forward and finding connections. Okay. Because the more back we go, the more dots that are just casually mentioned together. Okay. But th- is that the end of her story? No. Okay. Ganzir is an underworld palace ruled by the queen Erishkagal and her family. They were chosen... As the rulers of the region 
by the leader of the Shadow Realm, Sizen. Mm, I don't understand. Sizen is exactly the same name that the Mayans used to describe the member of the Earth Gods that came from the Shadow Realm, claiming to be the leader of the Shadow Realm. These are the fucking Sumerians, the oh. Persians, way the hell over there, claiming, oh no, the leader's the same guy. Okay. But he chose one of the... Just somebody else in the Shadow Realm to watch over this palace, this okay. region. What? Okay. The weird part here is that they used the same name to describe the guy. Yes. Like, how? Mm-hmm. Again, you guys are divided by a fucking ocean. Like, oh. way long ago. Mm-hmm. How the hell were you guys communicating? They're not even Persians yet. Mayans haven't happened yet. Hmm. How the fuck... Is this so on point? The, the people know about this story? I mean, yes. That's how we found out about it. Okay. No. The hieroglyphs and okay. old texts. So yes, they must have. Now, Geshtinana, a botanist of the Genzir people. The Genzir palace is the one that's being ruled by the family. It's chosen by Sizen. And Geshtinana. These are our shadow people? Yes. Okay. Geshtinana is a botanist of the Genzir people. Interesting to a degree. Hmm, a botanist in the Shadow Realm. Hmm, interesting. Mm-hmm. Whatever, though. Until the next line here. Her younger sister, Ixchel. Is that a Shadow Realm botanic prodigy. Yes, she was also a member of the Earth Gods. She's the wife of that guy? Yes. Okay. Yes, she is. What? These are the same names? These are the same exact names. How? How? Yep. Okay. But then when I just showed you the structures, like, how? Yeah. That wasn't, like, Persia. Like, if we go to the time you're talking about, is there still stuff, art and et cetera, from that time? No. um, These writings predate those structures. Okay. Because what did their art look like? Were they showing the same stories, too? I don't know. I think a lot of the events happen following this. Keep in mind that the events that we talk about on average are after these people have already united with the other ones. The Earth Gods is these people after they've met the other people. Okay. Right now we're talking about these people before they met the other people. We're talking about Ixchel and Sizen before they met Itzamna. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, before Itzamna met Ra. Ridiculous. Okay. Weird. But her younger sister, this Shadow Realm brought botanist, had a younger sister prodigy called Ixchel, who mm. we know later is the wife of Vidzamna. Mm, okay. What? Now, you wanted to know again about Shemesh's sister. So let's give you some more details about Shemesh's sister. Mm-hmm. The judge who wandered through the Shadow Realm, who the fuck knows how he came in and out. The younger sister of Shemesh and the first overworlder to consume what they refer to as a fruit of knowledge. Of course they do. Of course they okay. do. Travels to the Shadow Realm with frequency after familiarizing herself with it. Mm-hmm. She starts just kind of going on without him. Like, fuck it. I've already been here. I know how to get here. Well. Now, it's unclear how the hell they're getting here. That part is not elaborated. I looked. I was trying to find out how the yeah. hell. How are you just wandering into the Shadow Realm? There must have been some gate somewhere that they've stumbled upon. They're probably wandering to the top of a mountain and popping up somewhere else. Yes. That's my theory. They all are also Persians, which tells me you're probably going to Mount Kaf. Mm-hmm. Probably just mm-hmm. going to Mount Kaf. It's. That's but probably they don't where they're hint to it at all. They don't hint to it at all. But also, Mount Kaf is in the middle of a body of water. You taking a boat here every day? How are you getting to the know. mountain? It can't be. There has to be another way. There has to be another hmm. way. I don't know how, but maybe there was a path to the mountain that was built on the water, and we just haven't found that story. Could be a hundred percent. Who knows? Now, Inanna befriends Gishtinana and Ixchel. I can't remember these names. The the wife of Itzamna. <laughs> okay. When she's just a little girl. Maybe friends, this other person, well, sister. 
the, the judge's sister yeah okay. who keeps entering yeah. she seems to be passing through the palace the mm-hmm. palace must be nearby the one that Sizen, this god of death from the shadow realm the one that he appointed this family to and these are the botanists from that yeah. palace mm-hmm. and inana meets these people and befriends them weird and they bond over the knowledge of their respective realms hmm. Ixchel, consumed with curiosity, decides to alternate every six months with Inanna, and they would swap places. I'll spend six months over there, and then back over here, and when I'm over here, you're over there, when you're over there, I'm over here. We'll just hmm. keep swapping places every six months. wonder why. They just wanted, they were so curious about each other's worlds. Yeah, okay. Whoa. But after only a single trip, they decided to swap places permanently. What? What? They didn't even do the six months thing. No. Wow. They're just like, nope, I'm in love now. Yep. Inanna remains in Gandhir Palace for the remainder of her life, and Ixchel remains in the overworld for the remainder of her life. Hmm. We don't really know what's the end of her story. Of Inanna? I have no idea. Or I guess either of their stories. Ixchel's story is to be part of the Mayan group and the Earth uh, gods. Yeah, but, like, what happens to them? <laughs> we uh, don't know. She marries Itzamna. She develops uh, data storing technology. We know a lot of her life based yes, on what but we don't know what their conclusion is. No, as far as we one. know so far, no. And we have no idea what happens to Inanna because ha- finding out what happens in the Shadow Realm without people coming back and telling us seems to be it's impossible. impossible, yeah. Seems to be impossible as of now. Now, Nettie. Following the wandering of Shamash into the underworld, Sizen, the god of death, mm-hmm. the ruler of the Shadow Realm, instructed Neti to protect the portal. So there's a portal. Of course. In and out of the Shadow Realm. He was shortly thereafter titled the gatekeeper of the Shadow Realm. So, but then this makes it seem like there's only one way in and out? It was just that way that they were getting through. Okay, the humans. Yeah, there was much. a way that somebody that they found and people were getting through it. Yes, and he was like, you're going to protect this portal. Because so far, maybe there's just one There's probably portal. many portals, but nobody seems to know how to or use that. them or go through them. Yeah. Except this one that's somehow casual. Yes. Mm. Belet Sadi, stationed with Nadi at this gateway to the Shadow Realm, she was in charge of recording, logging, and reporting on any and all beings to come through the gates, with exception for Inanna and Shemesh, who had free passage. Cool. Now, a couple of more details about Sizen that we uh, are quite familiar with to some degree. Sizen is the leader of all the jinn in the Shadow Realm. We know that he's considered the highest being there. He is a god of sorts. A demonic godlike creature, even according to the jinn. So the jinn are the human of the Shadow Realm, and they consider Sizen some un-jinn-like other creature, some demonic powerful entity. Okay. Out of everybody we have talked about unto this day, we can Honestly, break everyone down into being just another person. Either somebody who's consumed the fruit, somebody who has drunk blood, somebody who's done something weird to get abilities, or somebody who's using science to be there. Mm -hmm. With exception for Mab, that we have no explanation for, Mm -hmm. assuming they are also just some sort of a scientist at a really high caliber Mm -hmm. in the Kardashev scale, and Sizzit. They might be the same or similar things. They might we be don't similar know. things. It still seems that based on the idea of what Mab is, she might have created the Shadow Realm. Which means Sizen must be below her. Unless he's not originally from there, and he also comes from where she comes from. There's no way to know. Yeah. There's no way to know. That's complicated. But she's supposed to have made the Shadow Realm? She made the Shadow Realm and Earth Realm. And all the creatures within the Elfame. Okay. Man, that's a lot of work. Okay. Who knows? It could have been instant. (laughs) 
Yeah. It could have been like the Hedron Collider. We don't really do much work. We turn it on, slam two atoms into each other. It took a fraction of a second. It's done. We made an entire universe inside there. Hmm. Like she could be that, just running the computer. Okay. Hmm. It's just fascinating. There's a creature who is not like the other gen. Like they are really considering him something different, something elevated, something escalated. Inanna is just a chick. Shamesh is just a guy. But they don't use the word god, do they, to describe him? The jinn allegedly call Sizen a demonic godlike creature. Okay. So he's something so overpowered in their eyes, they're not even considering him a creature like the rest of what they're used to within their world. He is somehow unrelated to everything else they see in the Shadow Realm that's just normal to them. Okay. Some demon god creature thing. Okay. Yes. (laughs) Some whole other thing. Everybody else we have broken down all the way until we know that they are a scientist, a person who acquired something, something that makes them seem godly to people. Yeah. But Mabinses are exceptions to that rule. Mm -hmm. I wonder if they're similar to each other. We don't know enough. We don't know enough. I know at least the Shadow Realm itself is a product of man. Mm-hmm. But we don't know if Sizen is. Was he made from within the Shadow Realm, or did he go to the Shadow Realm? Yeah, or she made him to watch over it like she did so many other creatures. Of Yes. Is he still made by her, but not from the Shadow Realm? Yeah. Fascinating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if he isn't made by her, why is he in the Shadow Realm? Because it would mean he is like her. But then, would that mean the Mayans are more overpowered than the Egyptians and maybe even the Sea People? Why? Then again, the Sea People are godly just through science. Yes, they win. I mean, they're the ones sharing everything with everyone. Yeah, they have escalated to a point so far that Mab is shook. That she is taken aback by the scale and power of these guys her own means to cap off power did not work and probably the shadow people feel the same way about them we don't know about the sea people yeah yeah it's completely possible we only know of their ventures through the overworld but god damn bro it really seems like at this point if sizen this godlike creature joins the Earth people, and still ends up relying on advances provided by the Sea people. Like, wow, what dude. What does that mean? What does that How mean? How high up on the Kardashev scale? Because, okay, we just gotta think about the ancient Egyptians and the fact that if the Great Void is in fact them, mm-hmm. that's stars among stars among stars among stars, or galaxies, depending. I'm not even sure. Yeah. If it's entire galaxies, like, how far up the Kardashev scale are they? They're trapping entire galaxies within. And if they are doing that, they only got that way because of the, the sea, sea people. people. Like, they're just sea people up there. Yeah, the sea people are so beyond that most of space is just a plaything to them. Mm-hmm. They just happen to home base here. We're just so good at hiding everything. Yeah. Mm. It's absurd, right? Mm-hmm. So... Unaware of when he came to exist, but powerful enough for most Shadow Realm creatures to fear and respect him, mm-hmm. the Jinn consider Sizen a god. Mm-hmm. Now, a story I found from Sizen, as provided by the Sumerians, aka the Persians. Okay. Two million years BC. This is a story by the Sumerians. Two million. Two million years ago. Wow. Okay. I'm not saying the Sumerians were around two million years ago, hmm. but the Sumerians are claiming the story happened two, two million, million years, years ago. ago. Okay. A man from the overworld, I don't know if, how informed you are on things, but a man from the overworld named L ventures into the Shadow Realm. Sizen did not like this at first, but spared the man. Mm-hmm. Upon multiple visits, L and Sizen befriended one another. Sizen tells L of the forest of shadows. 
Okay. A Shadow Realm forest inhabited by many powerful Shadow Realm creatures. A place most Jin avoid, and those who don't rarely return. With magical fruits in them? Curious of this place, L visits the forest alongside Susan. Now, things you should know that make this very, very, very interesting. As we know, Jesus is a Persian, particularly from the Persian Gulf Oasis, a.k.a. a sea person. Mm-hmm. He claims to be the son of Jehovah. Proven wrong, but Jehovah is also a sea person. Yes. A sea person, particularly high in caliber, probably the leader of the sea people. Seems to be that in all of these instances, the most educated, most informed individual, kind of like ancient cultures used to work, is the leader. And based on all information we have, Jehovah is the top of the food chain, including up to when it comes to the garden and the fruits and just everything. Just everything, Adam and Eve, all of the above. Yes. If we look at um, Jewish text, the order is... Starting all the way to Christianity and moving our way back. Jesus, Jehovah, Yahweh, Haim, then El, oftentimes considered Elherim, if they're both one. Oh. If you go far back enough, the godiest of gods in Abrahamic religions is a man named El. What? Oh, I do remember that name. And um, the Sumerians claim a man named El befriended a god named Sisson in the Shadow Realm two million years ago. The most ancient um, sea people. I mean, we know they were so far back, like so impossibly far back. 2.5 million years ago. 2.5 million. Okay, this makes sense. This is fitting perfectly oh, into the timeline. Oh. Was Alheim the two names, like the, the wife and husband or something? So there's a million variants of this. Alheim oh, okay. is two brothers. Alheim is one individual. Alheim is husband-wife. Oh, okay, okay. But so far, yeah. we at least know. When it's broken up into two individuals, El comes first, Heim comes second. Yeah. Oftentimes it's considered one, Alheim. Mm-hmm. Is El by himself ever in these stories? Yes. Um, you'll see El by himself. You'll never see Heim alone. Okay. Heim is always part of El. El is not always part of Heim. Okay. So El Heim, or El, but never just Heim. Okay. So we don't know if Heim is a real or not. No. It's possibly that based on the elusiveness of this, one of two things is going on. Heim is literally just another name for El, mm. or part of his name and his nickname is El. Or Haim is the actual first shadow individual to encounter, and that's why he's more elusive than El is. Hmm. So whatever uh, Jehovah of Dark, if we follow that train all the way up, we land at Haim, presumably. Okay. But there's no way to prove that. No. That's just a theory as to the yeah. elusiveness of the second part of the name. Mm-hmm. It's more likely that it's just El Haim. It'll be interesting if that, that part of the name pops up somewhere, but okay. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in fact, that was a really interesting thing to come That's across. That's the story they have. That's the story they have. That doesn't make sense. Or it does make sense. It's crazy. Well, what's interesting is that means two million years ago. So if we follow the timeline, 2.5 million years ago, we have these people making tools, primitive tools, mm-hmm. which means five million years go by. I mean, 500,000 years go by. That's enough time. That's more time than when we began to now. Mm-hmm. We've only been around 100,000 years. They would have 400,000 more years than we would. We've only been around 100,000 years. They would have 400,000 more years than we would from the point that they made their first tools yeah. to the moment they... the L meets Sizen. That's okay. how long ago this would have been. The yeah. first thing, this is as of now the first encounter between an overworlder and a shadow realm okay. individual. Wait, in this story though, he takes him to the garden 
Is that the end of that story? No garden to a forest. To the forest, eh? Okay, that was the end of that story, though? Like The forest of shadows, yes. No fruits involved, no... He ate something in that trip? As far as we know, no. Okay. <laughs> I feel like that's where that would lead. <laughs> but okay. Well, let's uh, then investigate... The Forest of Shadows. Oh, you have information on the forest? Oh my gosh, okay. So, part of the forest through which Shemesh would shortcut to work, and where the tree Inanna grabbed a fruit from, is located. So, the same forest that El visited, as we know. A hundred, I mean a thousand BC, an overworld man appears as recorded by Belit Sedi, the one that Sizen put alongside Neti to record anybody mm-hmm. who came through. This is known because we have Shemesh, who is the judge for the jinn as well. So we have, interestingly, a man working in both realms who can report on anything that has to do with the people he's working with. Okay. So, uh, 1000 BC... An overworld man appears, as recorded by Bellet City, and claims to and claims to have a note discussing the location and the contents of the forest. He asks permission of passage, and it is granted. Actually, no, I said a thousand. This is ten thousand BC. Ten thousand. Ten thousand BC. So this is ten thousand years before Christ. He has a letter. A note. He has a note. note. He's, he made a note. Yes. Somebody gave him or something, he, or he found it or whatever, that says where the forest is and what is in the Forest of Shadows. Um, man is unnamed. Okay. Just some guy. But they just let him through? Yeah, he's like, look, I got... So he had some form of clearance, some awareness. Somebody was like, oh yeah, green light this guy. Okay. Which is weird already. That is weird. You got a gatekeeper... And you got a person recording everything so you can know what the hell is happening. And this dude you've never seen, 10,000 years before Christ, rolls up and he's like, look, I gotta know. And it says that there's a forest here and these things in the forest. Weird. Okay. And then he's just granted passage. That is so weird. Uh. Very weird. The man is reported to have picked one of every fruit he saw before leaving the forest. They were just cool with that. Whoa. He's a sea person. I don't know. I think that was Jehovah. Hmm. Still a sea person, but Still okay. a sea person. <laughs> I think that was Jehovah. Hmm. I think Jehovah rolled up. He had he what no, how? Who where'd you get it? Where the hell did this come from? You were just looking through your like great grandfather's whatever the hell and you yes. found the thing and you're like, oh fuck. Oh, gave him that no. Which I guess would be his great grandfather or whatever. Either gave it to him or he found it looking through old something. Yeah. Something, somehow he stumbled upon this. Mm -hmm. And he knew exactly where to go and exactly what to look for. Mm -hmm. Weird. So, story of the Tree of Knowledge. Uh Uh-huh. There is a story inscribed on an ancient Iranian temple. It suggests that El investigated a tree within the Forest of Shadows. Okay. He concluded that the trees within the forest were twisted and contorted, dry and odd, although alive and fruitful, because they were the roots to trees located somewhere in the overworld. So it's like the upside down, he's telling us, oh my gosh. No, what? The Shadow Realm was the upside down world? What? We already knew it was a weird warped version. That's even weirder. Oh my gosh. He hypothesized that the fruits of these trees would allow creatures of the Shadow Realm passage into Earth Realm, and that fruits from the branches in the Earth Realm would allow Earth Realm creatures passage into the Shadow Realm. That would explain the judge. He probably had one of those fruits to find the path. He had an overworld fruit he had no idea of and found easy passage into the shadow realm then his sister must have eaten the same thing too to just be able to casually yeah, go in he would know about that oh man oh this is all right so, telling the story or this is telling 
he man so then yeah he had to have told the sea people about the forest and that's why that guy went into there to get all those fruits if he's even around again he had a note nothing yeah. says anybody told him he just no had a but note. he probably wrote that note or jehovah gathered information and moved. that's too random how if you're great-grandfather already collected the information. Exactly. So he wrote it. He didn't it. give you the information. No. He didn't have to. But he did write it down. He didn't have to write it down either. He could have just told stories throughout time and this guy just... Or maybe he was a researcher himself. Again, he wanted to go investigate with Susan. His friend mm-hmm. was like, oh, let's go look. I'm curious. Mm-hmm. Although it never said that L was a scientist or anything. He was just a guy. Mm-hmm. That led to the creation of this symbol that shows up in many cultures. Which is the fruit of knowledge slash shadow mm, realm? No, it's not a fruit of knowledge. It's a no. tree that exists in both the overworld and underworld, where the roots are in the underworld and the branches are in the overworld. Yes, yes, yes. And that's everywhere? That exists throughout cultures. Hmm. Throughout cultures. Many cultures have the same imagery in many different ways. Oh, okay. Hmm. Usually depicting some sort of infinity symbol equivalent where there are two equal sides standing up, a bubble on top, a bubble on the bottom, branches on top, branches at the bottom, um, uh, hourglass shape, or something with a line down the middle depicting equality on both ends. Even the yin-yang symbol is sort of discussing the concept that within the dark there is part of the light, and within the light there is part of the dark. See, see. Ooh, that's pretty cool. So that's just a representation, though, of the Shadow Realm, and how connected we are to them. Yes. This is how tied they get. Now, notice there is no mention of Elfame in this image. No, because we don't know anything about it. No, we don't know crap. Even if it was connected this way, we wouldn't know how. And it would be in some other way we're not understanding. It yeah. could be right in front of us and we're not getting it. Yeah. This could be, this image could be already informed. Oh. And we still don't understand how because we don't have the perspective to notice Yeah. how this image is discussing oh. the uh, Elfame. Yeah. yeah. We have no point mm-hmm. of reference. Mm-hmm. It's true. What? It could be right there in our face and we have no idea. If we think the shadow people are elusive and all we're getting is shreds from people <laughs> who've either been there or left there, how much more elusive is Elfane? And that being said, Sizen, the highest being within the shadow realm, Mab, the highest being within Elfane, Jehovah isn't the highest being in the overworld. He's not. He's just another guy. Yeah. Because there's no highest being. There might be. And it's not L either. Because L is just some other guy. Yeah. Now, as far as we know, Sizen gave L the respect he deserved. Mm-hmm. That's weird. He didn't have to do that. But he also did that with random humans. Do you think there's someone that rules this earth? sign that's equal to come back to the name that we have no information on heim what the hell is heim if it's not part of l why can we come across l but we don't come across heim by itself we come across l heim interesting i think there's might be something there bare minimum okay and if we have a serpent provided to jehovah how far back are there serpents? Sizen didn't have a serpent. But he had... He was the big big bad leader. But it doesn't seem he was advancing society. In fact, when he came to the overworld, he was underneath Izama. He was just another guy on the team. Even if he's godly in scale by comparison, he was just a follower. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what's happening. I don't know the scale of anything. None of it makes sense. Unless you actually know. Like, I don't. None of us know. I don't know. I don't know. So. Just shreds, little bits and pieces I'm coming yes. across. We know now where Ixchel came from. And weirdly enough, there are stories in Persia, the Sumerians, 
discussing this Mayan shadow creature. Mm. We have Sism being discussed in Persia by mm-hmm. the Sumerians. This True. Mayan shadow creature. Oh. We have Inanna. Inanna, yeah. Being discussed. Mm-hmm. Sumerian individual, a Persian meeting Ixchel, the Mayan. We already had mention of Ra and Adam communicating with Itzamna. And we know that based on both their testimonies, that they have come across the sea people. And they both claim to have been provided architecture and scientific advancements by the sea people. And Mm -hmm. then we look at their structures and we look at their data and we look at their their stories and we look at their records and their knowledge and their science and it's the same. Mm -hmm. Divided by oceans. Where anyone else could not have come across each other. These two groups of people seem to be so interconnected, and they both claim the same fucking mountain. Kaf, that's tied even more than Athos. There's nothing we can learn about Kaf. Nothing more. Nothing more. Kaf just doesn't even exist as far as we know. Is there any stories about mountains that just reappear and disappear or something anywhere? Interesting. That's anything? a that's place somewhere. to look. All we're going to do is find Kaf. This is going to aim at Kaf. Yeah. Doesn't but that would still be real interesting if other places see it. Interesting. I see where you're coming from. Well, we know that the Indians knew of it. And it was part of their tradition to make a trek there. And as far as hell. Yeah. Indians would go all the way from India. All the way to Kaf. That's very strange. But they have no mention of the sea people. No. So hmm. they knew of the mountain, but there's no proof they I, ever I want to know people. more about that six-headed snake creature or whatever. Seven. Seven, yeah. That's an interesting point, though. Although there's zero mention of the sea people, the Indians have the seven dots and the seven-headed creature snake thing. And that is quite interesting, because what is it that they are, in fact, connected with? If India has these seven-headed things... And India has the seven dots. What does it mean? What does it mean if they never once, as far as I know, mention the sea people? This has nothing to do with the sea people, then. No. At least we can remove that. The fact that one of them is snakes is interesting. Maybe these dots are representative of Oros or Mab or something in Elfame. Mm Mm-hmm. Even in Russia, that's interesting too. All of the when it comes to the dots, they are all over the hands of people. Like they're holding it up, like it's something glorious, something powerful, something uh, marvelous, something above them, something godly. Yeah. But Mm. when it's structural, it's demonic and contorted and twisted and evil looking. Mm -hmm. So as a being, the seven represents something dark, but as the dots, it's God. It's above yeah. there. So there must be some godlike thing. Mm-hmm. His demon and God, they use it interchangeably anyway. Yes. Most things, most pe- ancient people. It's like, it's good and it's bad and it's evil, but it's great. Like, it's not really any. It's whatever it wants to be and we're just labeling it whatever. So, Interesting point here, though. Other than the fact that for the... For the Mayans, it was a snake. Other than that weird detail, what stops... So, in Mesopotamia, India, and Egypt, they all consider this some godlike thing. But we know that none of their major leaders were represented like this. What if... And again, the Indians never once mentioned the sea people. Mm-hmm. What if this is an actual representation... Of what we were just discussing. And it's somehow the god of the overworld of Earthrealm. What if this is the what if this is what we should be focusing on to find whatever the hell that is? Sizened is the highest being, the highest power, godly by the claims of the jinn themselves. How do we know that's not Sizen? Interesting. 
I think Susan might be just in Oros. Not in Oros, uh, Naga. The snake part is what throws me off here. Yes, it does. I don't know. That's true. But also the Jin do come, but they don't just say if it was just a Naga, then it would have been obvious to the Jin because there are other Naga. But he's so different. He's that... so different. He couldn't be. He couldn't be. He, he can't be. be. It must be something else. There is something else happening here. Hmm. We gotta do more research. I don't know. Uh, it could totally be him, but probably not. Probably not. No. I don't know. I don't know. I know seven is really important. It's the most important. Hmm. Seven is the most important. That's what we're looking at. It's the most important. Height of importance is seven. Yes. Seven heads. <laughs> Sorry, seven heads or seven dots? Seven dots. When there's seven dots, doesn't matter how far apart we are, one is in the middle, three on top, three on the bottom. Mm-hmm. Alternatively, this could be a visualization of the connection to the shadow realm. The top, the thin center, the bottom. Hmm. And so it has nothing, it doesn't represent that creature, but that creature has to be coming from the shadow realm. I don't know. In the case of the creature, in the case of this creature, the Mayan version and the Indian version don't have a center point, while the Russian version does. There's Mm. a center point, and then three to either side. That doesn't seem to be the case with the Indian visualization of a seven-headed thing, and that doesn't seem to be the case with the Mayan representation of a seven-headed snake being. This is more like Medusa or something. Which is weird, because again, that's a Greek naga. How the hell are the Mayans so connected to everything they also know about that? I don't know. Well, what if this is Medusa? Like, well, how would we know it's not? How would we know it's not? Well, over here, it looks like apes. Like Seven-headed apes. ape creature. Uh, it's too hard for me to really see, I guess. I don't know. You see apes in that? But mm. then when we look... The Egypt. No idea. I don't know. Okay. It's complicated. This is, this is worth picking apart. Yeah. Because there's something here. Yeah. Although, when we look at Russia, it looks like they are showing us a visual of the Shadow Realm, any creature in the Shadow Realm. I want to know their story. Yeah, we've never come across the Russians. The first mention of Russia is in this image. I'm sure Russia has a lot of horror stories. We gotta look that up. Yep, that's what I got. This is me trying to zero in. We are was... definitely zeroing in on something. I just don't know what it is. We're always closer than we were, but we are always left Clueless. with a crap ton more <laughs> questions than we began with. Yes. I have that's, no idea what's going on. That's where we are. Mm-hmm. That's where we are. But it's connected somehow. Everything seems connected somehow. Everything seems connected somehow. Mm-hmm. And we mm-hmm. have the Persians discussing this dude named L showing up. And that is amazing. That's beautiful. That tells us a lot. Who knows where else he shows up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 100%. That's and crazy. he is definitely a sea people. Mm-hmm. Sea people. Sea person. Ancient sea person. Ancient sea person. Mm-hmm. The great, great, great something of Jehovah. Yeah. Ah, that's so cool. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, that's what we got. That's what I got. That's as far as uh we've gotten thus far, and hopefully we can come up with some other details and find some other things. But as of now, maybe next week we'll come out and put something else. But the similarities are striking, mm-hmm. and the stories are tying up more and more. And now, with the help of L. And his conclusions, we have a tighter connection between the Shadow Realm and the Overworld Earth Realm. Mm-hmm. They're one. Somehow. They are one. Hmm. Which hmm. is why it's easier to get from one to the other than it is to even conceive of what the hell Elfin is. Yeah. Which has to somehow be connected. Somehow it has to be tied in. It has to be. Everything is tied in. Somehow yes. Elfin is tied in. It has to be. You're totally right. It has to be. There's no exception to this. We just don't know how. And once we see it, we won't be able to unsee it. Mm -hmm. But until we see it, we have no idea what the fuck we're looking at. Yeah. But it's there. It's there. It's there. Okay. Anyways, if you guys have any input, please message us. Hit us up on our socials at Just Convo Pod on TikTok, Facebook, 
X or Instagram. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review the show. Yes, and word of mouth. Be sure to tell people who might have some input, insight, or any kind of anything to add. If you know anything about the seven-headed creatures or the seven points that in hieroglyphs and sculptures are above the most powerful beings in these in civilizations, please tell us yeah. what we don't know. No. Word. This has been The Rambling Podcast. Take nothing personal, and thanks for listening. Bye! Bye. The podcast is hosted by Christina Colazzo and Jack Thomas, produced by Lynn Taylor and published by GreatThoughts.info, art by Zero Lupo, and logo by Seth McAllister, with social media managed by Amber Black.